Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, expresses the passion we must have in our walk with God. We must have a personal drive like Paul and identify with his cry in Philippians 3.12. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. And I bless this for us. You know, one thing that I, you know, I want to bless this word for us this morning. Because I, I, I think that there are a lot of things that we are waiting to happen that are not going to happen. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And his kingdom is not of this world. Imagine that 2,000 years ago, they were eager for the coming of the Messiah. But they had ideas of how he was going to come and what he was going to do. And when he came, it was not what they were expecting. He did not come to reject, he came to save. He came to love everybody. We're going to see this more and more as we continue reading the New Testament together. He was talking to everybody. Sinners, religious people, Samaritans. He didn't have a wall to anybody. And he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. And I want us to keep reading the New Testament, but pay attention to the details. Like, I, I want to start with this passage that we, we have read so many times. And we talk about being born again. Right? Let's go there. You guys ready? Yes. John 3, verse 1. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named... Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can see signs, can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Two important details here. Number one, a Pharisee was talking to Jesus. So a lot of times when you see, beware of the, the leaven of the Pharisees, it was not all Pharisees. And this guy came as a Pharisee, calling him rabbi, teacher. Right? He was recognized by Pharisees as a teacher, as a rabbi. Because he was speaking with authority. He was doing things that nobody else was doing. There were a lot of rabbis, a lot of teachers, a lot of Pharisees. The problem is that when he came, he 
He was not respecting people's boxes. Because just like Christianity today, there's 3,000 million denominations. That was Judaism in the, the first century. You know, the, the, the Pharisees did not like the Sadducees. The Sadducees didn't like the Pharisees. You know, and then you have the Essenes, and you have the Zealots, and you have all these different groups. Each one had a, their personal way of interpreting the prophecies. And when the prophecy came in the person of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, they all missed it. And I, I, I am sometimes concerned about the church today because we have all these denominations, <laughs> we have all these churches, and each one thinks that they're right in their own way. And we're all waiting for the second coming of the Lord. Don't forget that his ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. And when he reveals himself, nobody will know. Nobody knows the day or the hour. Nobody knows when. Nobody knows how. But it is something that you have to find in your personal relationship with the Lord. No, but I am part of the, the, the house of the prophet. I will know. No, 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 no. You're going to be in an individual relationship with the Lord. It's good to be part of a, a church. It's, we have to be part of a church. Because a lot of the things that we're going to receive, we're going to receive, is going to be through the joints of the body of Christ. But you have to know it. So, thank God for, you know, a Pharisee ruler of the Jews coming to the Lord saying, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't care what the, the guy was saying. <laughs> right? It has nothing to do with what Nicodemus is saying. You're talking here, I'm talking here. Oh, you're coming here, you're going to honor me as a rabbi, and you know, you, you have no idea what I'm doing here. I'm talking about the kingdom of God and you need, you need to be born again. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he's old? We have a baby. You know, when we, you talk about being born again, it's a whole new life. It's a whole new world. The whole different way, I mean, everything is new, right? So how can we be born again? He cannot enter a second time in his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, 
Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh, of the flesh, is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is a spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. Are we getting this? I think that we are still too born of the flesh. We still relate to the flesh. We, we relate to this world. You know, and we, oh yeah, you're a good teacher. Look at what you do. Well, what a nice word. Yeah, but you still have to have something, you know, the kingdom is not here or there. The kingdom is within you. And I think that when we are born again, there's that seed of the kingdom planted in our spirit. But it's just like a baby. And you have to take care of that. And you have to teach that baby that new life to feed, to grow, to learn, to develop an awareness of everything, to relate. You know, there's a, a sensitivity that you have to have, you know, to take care of that new life. In the womb, you almost don't have to do anything. There's nothing you can do. You just need to stay alive. But when, once it's born, you have to know it's hot, it's cold. You need to protect it. And I think that that's how we're going to walk in the Spirit. We're going to discover that we have this creature, this person, that we're going to have to learn from and, and, and learn to live with. Let me see here. Salvation. I don't think it's a one-time deal. Salvation may be the beginning, just like birth, giving birth is the beginning of a new life. But you don't want the baby to stay the same and, you know, feeding milk forever. Right? At some point, you're going to Try new things. And it's like growing to new things, new awareness, new relationships. We have to be born of the water and of the Spirit. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, 45. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. You guys getting this? However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth, earthy. The second man is from heaven. As is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, 
so also are those who are heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthly, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. As long as I stay in this realm, I cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's just a reality. I'm sorry, this is not going to change. You can talk and believe for the kingdom all you want, but flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. For us to enter the kingdom, we have to stop being like the first Adam. And we have to learn to be like the last Adam. Christ came and it says in Philippians that he had to empty himself. And when you're born here, you're born with nothing. But you are born with a spirit. And that spirit is what will inherit the kingdom. But first you have to reflect the, what is it called? The image of the heavenly. Are you guys okay? Christ came to take us to another realm. He came to open the door for us not to be here, but to live in the Spirit. The problem is that there are things that we we refuse to do. And I mean, there's no condemnation in this. It's just the fact that we are in this flesh. There are things that are hard. There are things that we don't know. There are things that we don't want to do. It's like, you know, going to the moon, right? You don't know how to get there. I mean, it was scary the first times. Can you imagine that? And I think that it is scary because we, we have to learn. And it's like an everyday thing. That somebody will have to be willing to try But the problem is that we have, we, we have so much conditions. Let me go back here. I will continue just a little bit here because now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. <laughs> Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, where the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. We will all be changed. 
you're going to be changed as much as you can here. And whatever you can get done here, you're going to have to die and be changed there. On the other hand, if you're here and the last trumpet is blown, you're not going to die. But you're going to be changed. The problem is that I think that we are trying, okay, how can I take my college classes while I'm in high school? How can I learn these things even while I'm in this realm here? How can I learn to live in two realms? You know, and go back and forth. You know, you have like dual citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven, right? That's what the word says. But we are here, like aliens in a foreign land. I know that this may sound weird, but that's okay. Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. This to me is important. Do you want to know how to be born again? You have to break your bonds with this level. And you have to become a new creature. How do I do that? I don't know. How are we going to do this? I don't know. But I think that this is what it's saying here. And somebody will have to break through into this. So I can either be a nice theologian and say this is not for this dispensation and just be happy with it. You know, and you can call yourself a Christian and you never change. <laughs> you never become a new creature. You know, you continue to live in the old things. Or you leave behind everything. Like Abraham. Abraham, leave your family, leave your surrounding, leave your country, and go to a place that I'm going to show you. Okay, give me the map. No, there's no map. Give me the directions. There's no directions. How am I going to know? You're going to know. Are you willing to be a pioneer? Are you willing to, to really try things that no generation before has tried? I mean, the work of God in the church is the restoration of what? What is the restoration? Things that were destroyed. Things that were lost. Things that were forgotten. Things that were natural to the church in the first century have been lost. I always think about this, you know, when the, the captives from Babylon, some returned, some never returned. 
Some may be returned halfway and say, oh, they found this nice town. I'm just going to settle here. Some went all the way back to Israel. Let's rebuild the temple. Let's go back to our land. I mean, this is still happening today. Aliyah. Jews are returning. A lot of times because of persecution, because of anti-Semitism, because of circumstances. Sometimes they have to leave everything. They can only leave with their families and return to Israel. And I think that God is doing the same thing with us, the church. Are you going to return to the purity of the church? Or are you going to settle down in Babylon? Are you going to settle down in a lesser level? This is a question that I'm asking myself. Am I hungry enough? Am I driven enough to dig for the treasures that have been lost. Find the anointing. Find the presence of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're reading the New Testament together, right? And you go like, my God, this is not like my church. <laughs> I mean, we're not in Acts yet. We'll get there. We're still in the Gospels. But once we get to Acts, you go like, my God, look at that. Stephen would go from one place to another. And he was not even an apostle. You know, those guys were like moving in the spirit. They were seeing things. They were doing things. Their, their, their auras, their, their shadow would be healing people. Wherever they would go, things would change. And we can just sit here and have another service. Or we can come here together and say, Lord, we're going to reach. We're, gonna, we're willing to go where we would not go. But to me, this is key here. If I don't change, I'm not going to go. <laughs> If I don't leave the old things behind, I'm not going to become a new creature. So the, the question really is, how much am I willing to change? How am I willing to stretch my hands and let somebody take me? You know, I was having this conversation the other day, and then this person said, yeah, I know, I, 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 my wife doesn't like that I do this. Then I went, yeah, see? How can I be led by the Spirit if I'm not learning in the relationships?
How can I be looking for a walk in the Spirit if I'm not doing the things that I already know here that I should be doing? Is it too personal? Every day I have to read this. I have to read this every day and ask myself if I am a new creature. Ask yourself. Are you asking yourself, am I thinking the same thoughts as five years ago? Ten years ago? Twenty years ago? Am I still conditioned by things that happened when I was five? So I am, I am stuck between Babylon and Jerusalem. <laughs> I'm not moving. I'm not entering the kingdom. I'm not growing into this relationship. And again, I'm, there's no condemnation, right? Because I, I can be happy. I'm going to be settled here. It's awesome. It's a good life. God brought me here. You know, Philippians. Don't you love Philippians? Am I changing? Is my flesh dying in a new nature growing in me. Because there is no way, this, going back to the, the other verse, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. That means, just like Christ had to die, I have to die. My flesh has to die. My will has to die. I'm sorry, guys. There's no, no way around this. My flesh, as I, I think about it, will not get into this next level. Until his thoughts become my thoughts, his breath becomes my breath, his ways become my ways, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to change. So the, the, the real question is, how flexible are we to change our ways of thinking? And how can we do that? You know, I don't think that this is like impossible. I think that God has provided. Ephesians 4 talks about apostles and prophets, evangelists. It's like for the growing, for the equipping of the, the body. Right? Yeah, but I don't want to listen to them. I'm going to do it my own way. Philippians 3, 7. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain, gain Christ. Is this okay, guys? Lord, this is the Apostle Paul. I mean, he wrote maybe half of the New Testament. He really framed a lot of what we believe today. 
And he's saying that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained it or have become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. I bless that for us. You know, if I don't have this drive, it's minus dig a, a hole and bury me because I, I'm dead already. But I don't have this drive. Not that I have obtained it or have become perfect, but I press on. Lord, bless us. Bless us to be pioneers. They're going to press on. They're gonna, we're going to find the ways, Lord. We're going to find it. If we get to a dead end, we go back and we're going to find a way around it. Yes. You know, but I'm not going to just sit, oh, this is so hard. Right? Yes. You know, it's like the, the ten lepers. You know, we are starving. <laughs> kings, first or second kings. You know, the, the Samaria was under siege, and everybody was starving. There was nothing left there for them. And these guys, they were like, if we sit here, we're going to die. If we go, they may kill us. So let's go. You know, and I think that we are, we are, we are stuck between these two realms. So you can just be happy and satisfied. I'm going to just be fleshy. Carnal. Well, you know what? I'm not going to even forget about this. I'm not just going to have fun. You know, and give yourself to the desires of the flesh. And then, I mean, I'm, are you guys getting this? There, it's very clear. There, fruit of the Spirit, fruit of the flesh. How do you walk in the fruit of the Spirit? You kill the fruit of the flesh. <laughs> How do you become a new creature? You manifest the nature of Christ. How do you do that? You crucify it, the old one. Amen? Amen. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. One more, last one. Romans 6, 3. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, 
So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. We always talk about newness of life, right? Do you know how you enter newness of life? After you die. And then my question is, am I going to wait? Or am I going to pursue this newness of life now by putting to death my flesh now? And reaching into in the spirit to learn, even if it's learning by the things that I suffer, to do his will, his way. Have his thoughts become my thoughts. His ways become my ways. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing that this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. And I bless that for us. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.